Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fabulous episode of Comic Thoughts. I am Connor. I watch porn for the plot. I'm joined by Ashraf, who I'm told watches porn for the porn. How are you doing, Ashraf? I'm good. I watch porn for the porn. Um, I am also going to be on stage in seven weeks to show off my physique covered in fake tan. So oh. that's what I'm working towards. Yeah, that's why I'm so unusually buff and uh, trying to stick to this weird diet is driving me insane. So what's that for? Is that like a theater performance or are you just showing uh, off? No, nah, just entering a physique competition. Just like a bodybuilding sort of thing. Beautiful. Well, good luck, mate. Yeah. Obviously, in seven weeks' time, we'll find out how you did. Uh, and of course, our third member, Sam, who I'm told watches porn for the special effects. How are you doing? Yeah, good. If you're talking about porn and special effects, uh, I would say, everyone, please find a copy of Pirates, the porno, and watch it. It's got some of the best plots in a, a porn you ever watch. <laughs> Pirate the porno. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a ripoff of um, Pirates of the Caribbean. My friend actually found this and for somehow. I don't know what he was looking at. But yeah, and he... Um, showed it to me gave me a copy and it was one of the funniest things i've I, we legitimately sat there skipped the porn bits and just watched the really shit acting in between because it's the funniest thing little skeletons running around a boat with these guys just being like oh no there's a skeleton i'm going to have to get my dick out like it's just terrible it's fucking hilarious there's also some really good star trek porn which is like has a really good plot too I anyway like <laughs> let's move on let's move on so Connor, oh, now I, that you've been bewildered, I know yeah. Ashraf, you just dropped a, a little bit of information about you entering the yeah, competition. That's yeah. all right. I'm just going to say this now. We're going to do a little quick little info bite. Ashraf just did here. So each episode now, we're going to try and also introduce some things about ourselves so you guys can get to know your resident thoughts. Um, I guess I'll go with mine straight off the bat. I'll say that. So outside of the comic world I and toys and all that stuff, I like to muck around with motorbikes and that. I'm still learning. I know fuck all. Um, I, like, I ride a lot of dirt stuff. Stupid. I've got a DT125 uh, two-stroke at the moment that I've been fanging around on and crashing a lot. So I'm pretty sore from that. But yeah, uh, enjoy it a lot. And hopefully I'll get on the road by the end of the year. Yeah, Beautiful. hopefully. Mm. Um, Ashraf, do you have another truth bomb you want to drop? Or do you... Uh, nope, that's you, it. You're out. Mate, it's the only thing he does. <laughs> uh, he's, he's tapped out. <laughs> but I don't have a personality, so instead I just work out one hour a day, every day. And There's that substitutes for it. That. Yeah. Jim, porn, and comics. Jim, porn, and comics. It's a good mix. That's All I want the title to. of Ashraf's comic. Yeah, oh. Jim, porn, and comics. My autobiography coming soon, yeah, that's it. too. A store near you. All right, Condog, what's yours? Uh, I, I, I will go with the fact that I used to play rugby uh, and it was during my time in rugby that I realized that I was really bad at remembering people's names. Uh, I'm what? terrible with names. And so my dad once told me, I know at least a hundred rugby players called Hey You. And I'm like, you know what? Me too. That is, you don't think it has anything to do with head injuries during rugby? <laughs> yeah. That's what uh, I was thinking. Maybe. I mean, like most of the, the issues I dealt with rugby came from like people couldn't take me head on too well because, of course, I'm like 160 kilos. I was going to say, I would love to speeds. set up a mat and see if I could push you over. Legitimately just push you over. I don't think I could. He, Connor is also seven feet. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, I'd have to be yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. right, that's jumping right. up like a toddler. <laughs> I mentioned to these guys, uh, I mentioned to Ashraf because I hadn't met him until like we'd done that uh, Comic Thoughts workout. I was like, hey, you know, I'm probably well taller than both of you. And Sam's like, no, he is. And Ashraf's like, okay. And I met Ashraf and he was like, ah. Yeah, you're really tall. <laughs> so Jesus is tall. Yeah. So it's uh, there's a lot of mass. And obviously, obviously, you know, running forward during rugby, it's like, all right, I guess I'm getting in front of this fucking runaway train. And like often or not, I would find that people would just kind of let me go by. So they would get me from the side and from the, uh, from the back. So right. I had a lot of shoulders in my spine. Um, Speaking of runaway mass, what is the first question today, Connor? Uh, that is a brilliant question. <laughs> what a good segue. What a know, good right? segue. <laughs> okay. What's a toy that you don't own from your childhood and would like to have again? That's a good one. It is. You, you came up with that one, Sam. Uh, yeah, I kind of did. <laughs> I just realized, I'm like reading it, writing it, looking at my own notes here, being like, oh, fuck, I wrote that. 
You know what? Nerds Paradise is a great name for a store. I wonder who came up with that. Oh, you know yeah, what? Me. <laughs> <laughs> Me. You did? Oh, sorry. No, no, no. no, no. no. Just Sam being all egotistical. Oh, well, um, well, for me, it would be the uh, the Jim Lee Batman and Robin two pack. I'm trying to find it on Google, but um, if anyone doesn't know, there's like this iconic sort of comic cover where Batman's like, uh, Batman and Robin are in a spotlight, and Batman's doing this, and Robin's doing that as well. Oh, I know, I do know the cover. Yes, I do yeah, I, I saw that two pack in a toy store once. I was like, man, I really love this toy. I would love to buy it. And one day it just wasn't there, and I couldn't find it. And that's been like my white whale ever since. Ooh. Every time we go to a toy store, I search for it. And I can't find it. Hopefully, the Comic Grail. and Toy Fair might uh, might prevail in April. Maybe they do have a lot of old toys. I'm surprised about the stuff they have still in packaging, like unopened, like stuff from 2005 and shit like that. And earlier than that, we've had yeah, earlier than that. that. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. That's a cool. That's a cool toy to try and get. Are they? They're both posed like that, aren't they? Like with the capes up and everything in the package. Yeah, yeah. And then the package, the background of the package is the spotlight and everything. That's sweet. That's very sweet. Yeah. Uh, let's see if we can find it. Uh, find it. While you do that, Connor, what's yours? Uh, so I was actually doing the same as Ashraf, but I do actually have a picture ready. So the first Transformer that I ever bought was the Transformers Cybertron Scout Class window, and hopefully the webcam will pick it up. So it's it's very kind of. So yeah, he's a little yellow and brown uh, Decepticon. He turns into a, a sort of like an alien, like beach buggy type deal. Again, not the best lighting. Uh, I legitimately think one of those was for sale in package on one of the Facebook groups. Uh, I'm only kidding. I think it might've been. Um, in the last couple of days. I might have to go double check, but um, I would love to have that again, just because it was the first Transformer I ever owned. I don't actually have a reason as to why I bought it. I just had pocket money. And I walked into a big W and went, I can't find any of the Marvel toys I want. I couldn't find any of the Star Wars toys I want. And I just thought, that looks really cool. And I, I grabbed it, bought it, pulled it out of the packaging, transformed it, played with it, posed it, thinking this shit is the coolest thing ever. It is a robot and it's a car. Like, like, like just like, you know what I mean? Like as a kid, I'm like, yeah, oh. that's the best of both worlds. Yeah. Yeah. And then his gun had this thing where like he had this thing called a planet key. You put it into the back of the rifle and the rifle like shoots out with an extra barrel, turns from like a rifle to a sniper rifle. And I'm like, that's so cool. And then the back there was a little pamphlet and you open it up was like a poster of just all the other toys. And I'm like, this one turns into a wolf and this one turns into a lion. And then I'm like, I go watch it. I go, go just YouTube Transformers. And uh, it was early 2007. So would you know, I saw the trailer for the Michael Bay Transformers movies and I was just instantly hooked uh, on Transformers. So that toy there is the reason that I have an entire thousands of Are dollars you next to me. a member of the Australian Transformers group? Transformers, oh, Transformers Collectors Club Australia? The Facebook group? Yeah, no. Uh, um, Shout out to Max Tibby. I think he's a big part of it or used to be. I don't know if he still does. He usually, I know I see him and a couple of the guys always have a stall at each toy fair and event. And I always say hello to him and have a quick chat. Are you a part of that group then? Uh, I'm on the Facebook group. I don't have like a, an official membership with them. I have been invited to like uh, a couple like Christmas party, like a Christmas party, like in 2019, which I should have gone to. It would have been cool to meet a couple other Transformers fans. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a part of that group. Uh, I've posted there a few times. Yeah, awesome. Awesome. I guess I'll dive into mine. I've got, so this is tricky for me because I admittedly have kept a lot of my childhood stuff, but I did sell a bunch of stuff when I actually moved to Adelaide. Me and my brother actually put a big tub of stuff together and sold it. And there's a couple of things in there I wish to get back. So what I've actually been doing is I have been buying each, basically one of every toy series that I had as a child and buying them in box. And then I'm going to display them all in one cabinet and just be like, this is my toys from being you know this is a the um the unboxed versions of the toys i had as a child all in one cabinet uh so i've started doing that already so i've got some really weird ones like an x-force wolverine thing that looks horrendous he's all in blue and he's got long fingernails it's terrible oh my god i love it it's just stupid um and i've just been you know i've still kept all my street sharks and stuff like that but i was thinking about this and i i know i've still technically got the triceratops for I believe the Dino Riders set somewhere, but it doesn't have any guns, any weapons, or any of the extra little figures for it. Dino Riders was a fantastic uh, animated series and a brilliant toy line that was super detailed. But the price for those is so unattainable now. Uh, Why do you think Dino Riders hasn't had some kind of proper return? 
Like, well, so they've they just released uh, basically like your muscle figure versions. I've got some on the way that are already all uh, spoken for. So when they arrive, they'll be handed out to the people that have, have spoke up for them. Um, so that's the, the, the closest to a return. I think this is testing the waters. I believe there's also an announcement of some sort of large statue format dino rider stuff that's in the works. Um, but nothing like the traditional toys, which I don't know. I feel like maybe because of the way prices and that work now, they're not as doable. You've got to think you've got a giant T-Rex covered in guns and missiles and everything shoots and it's all different parts that come off and on and little guys like G.O. Joe sort of size, a bit smaller, all fit on there. And I think price wise for, especially for Australia, if that T-Rex was to come out now, we'd be paying three or $400 for it. So I just think that that could be a big part of why it hasn't, resurfaced as much um the collectors go crazy for it though like it sells insanely well as soon as someone has one up for sale anywhere at nearly any price it just seems to go gone but i'd love to i'd love to have a dino riders something um uh fully set up but at the same time i don't want to pay insane amounts so i guess my option b is i'm still pretty keen to try and find uh, a more street chucks and also actually I do own one gargoyles figure but trying to find the rest of that original the, the old gargoyles Disney show right yeah yeah I've wa- I watched the first season of that I gotta watch the rest of it I love the hell out so of that good. show is it, it is on Disney a- Plus yeah I don't yeah I think it is on Disney it Plus is. it is yeah which I Marvel I, were yeah. interested in turning it into a live action at one point Kevin oh, really, kept yeah. saying he was he actually mentioned it in a bunch of interviews that he wanted to turn that into a live action. It it'd be cool if they got the right casting, which if Kevin Feige is behind it and it's a passion project for Kevin Feige, um, like he will do right by it. Obviously, he's got a track record the last past ten years of cinema. Yeah. Which would be interesting people, seeing. The people behind Gargoyles also made Young Justice. Yes. Really? Or ended up, yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't know. That's that. why it's so good story wise. <laughs> that first season of Gargoyles is a must watch. Like, I know we talked about animated stuff a while back. I so can't believe I didn't bring that up. Like, that is, for me, possibly one of the. I reckon I've watched that Gargoyles season one at least four or five times. Like, I loved it. It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, very gothic, very dark. Uh, absolutely amazing. Uh, what was the what was the main gargoyle? The the the, the leader, Goliath. The, the, the Goliath. Yeah, yeah. Goliath. Yeah, I think I had. Yeah, no, gargoyles was a uh, gargoyles was a was a show for me uh, that that may have uh, may have affected me growing up uh, due to both Goliath and Demona being absolute hotties. <laughs> Seriously, so it affected you at... affected you sexually. Yes, Are you, yes. Do you get turned on when you go to like a, a gothic city? Or do you oh, see well, yeah. pictures of London or something? Ab- absolutely. Yeah, right. Gothic architecture is my shit, man. He's quietly masturbating in the corner of a cathedral. <laughs> There's nothing quiet about it, Sam. Oh, God. So when you guys um, see what looks like bird shit on gargoyles, it's not actually bird shit. It's Connor splurging all over the Don't gargoyles. blame those pigeons anymore. Yeah. Those, those that, yeah, yes, my, my semen is pure white. Oh, good God. It has black stuff in that, Ashra. Thank you. What are you eating? Um, recently, uh, protein and fruit. Ah, okay. <laughs> if um, you guys want black spots near a semen, uh, protein and fruit diet, yeah, go for absolutely. it. This has gone so off the rails. The question I was going to ask was like, would you? how would you guys feel about some kind of like new Dino Riders animated series or even maybe even a movie of some kind? I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd be fine with that. No, maybe not a movie. In saying that, think, look at how... Um, Look at Jurassic Park's new stuff with Jurassic World and all that. And the Netflix show. Yeah. yeah, I just totally vibing future Dino Riders. Like, imagine if Jurassic Park and Jurassic World and that was actually the, the, the prequel, prequel to yeah. Dino Riders. I was like, that's kind of hilarious. Oh, next minute we'll see someone on blue, the Raptor with like laser beams and shit. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I can, I can see Chris Pratt being in a Dino Riders movie. Like, It'd actually he, be <clears throat> a decent casting for like one of the main guys in in Dino Riders. Yeah, enough. yeah. He does. He does look kind of like name. everyone. Yeah. I'm trying to think of the guy, the main guy's name. It's escaping me. All the Dino Riders fans right now are screaming at me. Do you guys think Chris Pratt's getting dangerously close to that? Uh, to the um, like Nick Cage territory, not in like acting style, but in the when you watch a movie with him in it, the first thing you think of is it's Chris Pratt, not necessarily it's a character that he's playing. No, because uh, zero, zero, zero dot thirty. He wasn't really Chris Pratt. Okay, if you cool. watch that, yeah. Because that's Dan, always a, yeah. He, he, so Q Star is the name of the main guy that he could 
I could see Chris Pratt kind of playing. So, uh, oh, come on. Terrible phone imagery. Anyway, he's a blonde buff, dude. Makes sense. Chris Pratt in a nutshell. Quite down. <laughs> Chris Pratt nut. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. Let's move on. What's so, next? What's next? All right. I'll, I'll split this into two parts and I'll, I'll go last. I want you two to go first. Uh, what is the right. best or most impactful comic death and why? Um, for me, the most impactful comic death is the death of Ted Corbzu Beetle in the lead up to one of the crises. I forget which one. Is it Infinite Crisis? Yeah, it's Infinite Crisis, I think. Mm. And uh, at the time, he was such a great, lovable, fun character. He was a part of the Justice League International run in the 80s. And that was one of the deaths that DC actually stuck to up until maybe New 52. So that's like maybe 10 years or 11 years where the character stayed dead and never come back to life until now. And it was sad to me because that's a good character and one of the first comics I've read. And uh, one of the comics I own or one of the first comics I own, yeah. And um, I'm glad that they've actually brought him back. I know people hate the fact that uh, death doesn't mean anything in comics ever since the uh, death and return of Superman or stuff like Spider-Man dying or Wolverine dying, but... Uh, Ultimate Spider-Man died, not Spider-Man of 616. Thank you very much. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, well, no, they teased Peter Parker being proper dead when Doc Ock took over his body. Like, the initial idea was that uh, like by, like, issue eight, like, Doc Ock had completely wiped Peter Parker from, from the body, and the tease was Peter Parker was gone. So no. there was a death. Uh, there was, there Blue, was, you know, death. What, what, do you think that mm. Beatles going to get... Isn't he showing up in a film or show or something? The... The Jaime Reyes Blue Beetle, so the successor to Ted Court, is going to show up in the film. And yeah, that cool. has a scheduled film date, so hopefully DC will actually release it. Because DC has been announcing films and not releasing them like, they love to do for the last 10 years. Yeah, they love it. They sell those comic book hype up, get those keys bumping around, trying to get people oh, yeah. to more money on books. I'm still, I'm still waiting yeah. for, that, uh, for that, that Batman vs Superman movie they promised us. You know, the good one. Yeah, yeah they, they <laughs> promised us an Iron Legend. And um, still haven't, they still haven't followed through. All right. Do you, uh, see, this was, I found this hard because like, obviously, as soon as you think of death of characters, you think of Superman's death. Yeah. Uh, I must admit, I even thought of how recently they did a, a pretty cool death of Batman uh, in, a, in a book about him getting old and dying. Um, but we've seen multiple versions of him dying. And then I was sort of going through Marvel. Yeah, Spider-Man's death was pretty, I actually enjoyed that story, but I wouldn't say it like, messed me up or but oh, that one made me sad but then i actually think one of the best deaths and leaving him dead for a long period of time was wolverine was it that right. long though was for uh, marvel it was 2014 or 2013 it was yeah. when he died and they didn't bring him back until 2019 yeah so it was like five or six years that they left him dead so he died in but... 2014 Right, but I have no idea when he returned. <laughs> he, re- he returned pretty soon after it. Uh, 20, no, 2019, no, it was, 2019, no, it wasn't 2019. Really? Yeah, it was a decent yeah, gap. Yeah, they, they didn't. They done a Return of Wolverine. They done a whole like a, like uh, event series essentially around them going, "Is Wolverine actually alive? Because someone stole his body." Like, they went yeah, to right. his grave and his body had been dug up, and they're like, "Where is he? You know, where's his corpse?" And like there was like a there was a really good book by Tom Taylor that uh, like revisited the New Avengers run back when like Luke Cage was in the team. That was really cool. Uh, but there was also a couple of Air comics they had done, a couple of things in Madripoor and whatnot, and eventually led to like a five issue miniseries of like how Wolverine came back, which was uh, terrible. The comeback it was, story it was wasn't terrible. Good. It the was so bad. The death of Wolverine is a lot of fun. A lot of those leading up stories, so like, is he alive? And it's, it was called The Hunt for Wolverine, basically. Yes, right. Everyone yeah. to find out if he's alive. And then the return of Wolverine stuff kind of sucked. It um, did. It, it really yeah. did. Like, there's the, uh, like... The heat up claw shit that we've already forgotten about. And like, yeah, just garbage. But the, the fun thing for me was that they killed him off. They let him stay dead for so you know at least a couple of years instead of doing that mm. oh shit he's in a series next week like yeah. and it wasn't a replacement character eventually old man logan did show up through oh yeah yeah 20 okay. yeah. the end of 2015 so it was the secret wars event in 2015 yeah. where it was also the thing that brought miles morales and some of his characters into the main to marvel the main universe, marvel universe yeah. um, so, 
Old Man I thought Logan that was, was there. fun, and I did like reading. There was a nice part where I think the two Logans have a cool conversation, and then Old Man's like, "I want to get back to my time to see if I can still save some of the people that I I know that are out there." Um, yeah, I, I, thought, that, yeah. I thought that was that was better done when they had the yeah. two of them finally show up together and talk. Um, and then Old Man Logan going back to his time, but it was uh, it was a good death. Like if we're talking yeah. about deaths that we went, this was actually a decent death. Wolverine's death was, and his story about his death was enjoyable. Him, I remember, I remember reading when he because he lost his uh, healing factor initially. Like someone had basically taken away his healing factor. Was how uh, it started, and, and he grew super depressed, and like literally Storm had to be like you look like a hobo. I'm actually going to take you home and like, I'm going to clean you up and you have to sort your shit out. I think Wolverine just went about like trying to solve, like, like tie all these loose ends thinking I'm going to probably die soon. I can't, I have too many enemies. Someone's going to know I'm, I'm vulnerable and they're going to kill me. So he was like tying up loose ends and eventually he, uh, didn't he kill the scientists? Like, wasn't the last thing he done was basically kill the scientists that originally put him through all the Weapon X shit. Like, didn't he? Yeah. He get killed a f- yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them. Um, uh, Frozen and adamantium. Yeah, that, there was also other characters and things that he was like having to deal with, even with the return stuff, like Lady Deathstrike and all those mechanical bastards were showing up. Yeah, it was good. It's good. It's good. It's good. What about you, Connor? Uh, what about me? So I, I had to, I had to really think about this one because originally I almost felt like saying the Death of Captain Marvel book uh, because it's so well written. Um, it, you know, it was one of my favorites, but I actually think I have to go with the death that affected me the most, which was the death of Gwen Stacy. Um, right. I was in a fortunate position where, so growing up, my exposure to these characters was through the cartoons, the video games, and the movies. Uh, and Spider-Man was my favorite growing up, but I, when I was like a little kid, I never read any comics. Uh, I didn't even know Gwen Stacy existed at that point. Um, you know, because everything was Mary Jane at that point in time. Everything was a Mary Jane Watson thing. There was no Gwen Stacy in the movies or the cartoons. So when I got a bit older, I'm like, okay, I know these are comics. I want to know where Spider-Man came from and what all this was. Like, wh- where, what, what are the inspiration for these movies? So I just start going like Collectible Chaos, Medical News Agent, asking friends and <laughs> friends' parents, like, do you have any comics I can read, especially Spider-Man ones? eventually uh, i think it was a, a, a reprint or it might have been in like a compilation book of just like you know old important spider-man comics i got a copy of the the, the, the you know death of gwen stacy comic i was like you know uh like 10 at the time i believe and i'm still reading it and in my head i'm like oh green goblin's got gwen stacy it's gonna be okay you know because you know doc ock got you know aunt may in the movies and threw off a building and spider-man saved her she was fine you know, Spider-Man's got powers. You know, he's going to save the day. He's a superhero. That's what you do. So when I get to the end of this comic and I see Hearth get thrown off the building, fly, thwip, snap. I'm like, my 10-year-old brain is like... Aroused. Like, what, <laughs> what the fuck? Thank you, Sam. I was going to... I was having... Okay. Was there a gargoyle in it? <clears throat> no, not that I know of. Uh, the Green Goblin kind of looks like a gargoyle. Um, oh, that's it. Anyway, so when, when she get you know, that snap happens and I'm like, what, what happened? And I'm like, I'm reading through it thinking she's actually dead. Like it completely shifted my um, perspective on things. Cause now it was like, Spider-Man's going to save the day became Spider-Man doesn't always save the day. He is doing something very dangerous. The superhero thing isn't just cool, it's dangerous. These secret identities are important. And from that point on, when I was reading comics, I'm like, maybe everything's not going to be okay. And honestly, it actually, to me, for a little while, made comics so much more interesting. And superheroes so much more compelling because I'm like, they might lose or someone might get hurt. And even if they win and beat the bad guy, it doesn't mean everything's okay. And the fact that she's still dead because they bring back like clones and whatnot, but it's still that Gwen Stacy is still dead. Right. And to me, I was like, she's not here anymore because she died. Mary Jane isn't her first, his first partner. And he has to carry that with her, with, with him. He has to carry that guilt of her death. Mm. Completely changed everything. It is Spider-Man a good, for good, me. good story. Very good story. It is. And I remember yeah. us. 
I remember the backlash was essentially like, you know, the, like, you know, in the, like the, uh, the, the write-ins, like people writing in and they read the letters in the back of the comic where it was like, this better go somewhere good because it was like the first time a superhero's partner had died. It was like, you just, you know, it was like killing Lois Lane. It was like, you better take this somewhere because if this is just shock, you know, killing Gwen Stacy for the shock, I'm going to stop reading. Like there were complaints like that. And so. it's not only that, you could also read the scene as Spider-Man maybe causing her death. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like, you can totally of, read it that way. Yeah, and that's I'm guaranteed. I mean, Peter Parker has talked about it before, and it's like one of those things where it's like he could have saved. Maybe if he webbed her somewhere else in the body, maybe if he'd done it somewhere different, maybe it was a bit faster. I mean, at the end of the day, Green Goblin still threw her off a building, so it's like you can't really blame Peter. But of course, the guilt of it might have been my fault. It's another layer that I love so much about that death. Did you read it personally as him causing? Uh, I read it as if like I genuinely when I was thinking it was like just web her just grab her with a web like in my head I'm like oh she's been thrown up he'll just grab her with a web and she'll be fine because I think he's done it before you know she'll just get her wrist or something and she'll swing on through it'll be okay but then when the snap happened I'm like oh oh god like did he do it wrong (laughs) like I wasn't (laughs) sure because as a kid I'm like in my head I'm thinking well Green Goblin threw off the building so it's his fault because if he didn't web her, she was going to die anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. We'll never know. We won't know. And I think that's kind of the best part about it is that we don't really know if he could have done anything. So with that death being the one, okay, so we've all picked our deaths. Who's a character you would like to see, I guess, do a dramatic death and actually stick for a while? That's a, like a turn on the on what we've said. Batman. You want to see Definitely. Batman die and uh, yeah, like, I mean, stay dead for a while? Yeah, he died for a short while in like 2010 with, um, I forgot what storyline was. One of the Grant Morrison stories. I think he died to Darkseid and Dick Grayson took up the cowl. And Grant yeah. Morrison said that he could have written Dick Grayson as Batman for another five years. But yeah. DC asked him to bring ba- uh, Bruce Wayne back. Wasn't so like, imagine if, if Batman stayed dead and then we'd have Dick Grayson as Batman up until after the New 52. Then we'll have Court of Owls be Dick Grayson's story. And uh, most of Scott Snyder's run be Dick Grayson stories, actually. Do you think death in the family and the whole Joker reinventing himself would have been more compelling? Like, it was already compelling. It's already a good, great run. Like, the stuff of Joker taking his face off. Do you think there would have been another layer to it if it was a different Batman? Like, like if it was Dick Grayson instead of Bruce Wayne and the Joker's reinvention was almost like, well, it's a new Batman, but it's still Batman. So I, I reinvent myself and then all the death of the family stuff, it's now Dick Grayson. Death of the family, yeah. Shit. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? So, so, well, maybe the death of the family storyline um, mainly focuses on Joker's relationship with Bruce Wayne specifically because when um, Dick Grayson took up the cowl, Joker actually knew that it, was, it wasn't it was his Batman. So he didn't even bother with okay. Batman. Yeah. Like, okay. Dick had to go seek Joker out when uh, Dick... Uh, suspect the Joker being behind one of the uh, murders in the Black Mirror story. And okay. Joker Joker wasn't even having it. It was like, uh, you're not the real Batman. I know who you are. You're Nightwing. So, like, if... I'm not here uh, for Bruce your Wayne, child, Bruce. I'm not here to fuck kids. Jesus. But it, it would be interesting <laughs> to see Joker versus Dick Grayson because Dick isn't like Bruce where he's sure of himself all the time. Like, when Dick was in the cowl, he was quite uh he was second guessing himself because he doesn't want to be batman and no. he's more fun loving and uh jovial than batman is he always wanted to do his own thing yeah, yeah he always wanted to do his own thing and he was, always wants to keep moving keep moving on and he he, he doesn't want to regress to the thing that he always want, avoided becoming which is batman himself batman is, is is it's interesting with that isn't it because like with the idea of like regret or being trapped almost it's like batman is like almost like in a way a representation of bruce wayne's inability to move on yeah like it is literally like a like a costume that represents i can't get past my past so yeah, and, right. and and robin dick grayson is is the successor to that like yeah. Batman taught Robin how to move on from his past. That's why Robin isn't as like uh, as dark as Batman is because he's he has found a way to move past his uh, parents' death and everything. What about you, Connor? Who do you want to see uh, kick the bucket and stay bucketed? I haven't thought of this one before, so it's a, it's actually a really good question. Um, Optimus Prime. 
Um, he, it's, it's funny in the, uh, in the, in the G1 movie, they killed him. They brought him back at the end of season three, which came after the movie. But then in the Japanese continuation, which was like five years of cartoons, they kill him again. Cause it's like, well, well yeah, we're not going to, yeah, you brought back up from his prime. Sure. But like, we need to move on. So Japan was like, no, 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 kill him again. We need to move on. That's so good. I wanna, Come on. Who's someone you want to die, die kind of be negative, be gross, be horrific. <sighs> One of the turtles, get... one of the ninja turtles, oh, the one that died. <laughs> the one that died. Yeah, you know, uh, what was one of the turtles that died a few years ago that everyone make it, made a big deal over? Wrath. Yeah. Yeah, because he went up by himself and got fucked up. He should have said that, then got replaced by a girl turtle. Oh my god, that happened. That Vincent de Milo. No. No, Venus I know. Okay, well, I'll go. I, yeah, you, know you go. What? I'll actually think about this. You know, it'd be really, really cool. I know that the. the um, Iron Man's died heaps of times. Fantastic Four have been and gone multiple times for different things. But I'd like to see right now just the main wave of Avengers all just get completely wiped out for like a solid year. So we just kill off that like Black Panther, Iron Man, Captain America, um, you know, th- those big guns. Kill them and let's get uh, another new Avengers team. But maybe like have the fallout of them dying also being a nice build-up to meeting some new characters too. Um, we might have that in the, the movies. The, and we've uh, seen that before in comics, yeah. Moon Knight. The, the, the onslaught stuff that led to the Thunderbolts and the stuff in 2015 that led to like Samuels and Captain America. Let's get Thunderbolts. Let's get that as yeah, a film. But Cap wasn't dead. He was just old. Yeah, but he might as well have been dead. <laughs> And he was still doing Cap stuff, kind of. He was. He was, he was the director then, of yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. again. He went back to yeah. being the director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, at that point in time, didn't he? Yeah, and, and he, he was in comics where he was fighting and stuff, even though he was an old dude. Oh, shit. Like, I think what? Battle of Bunker Hill or whatever, whatever it was called. The Avengers yeah. Battle of Bunker Hill. Uh, okay, so in completely uh, side note, I uh, just paid for Comic Thought stickers that will be available, hopefully, ready for the comic and toy fair. There's also some cool little cards that we can give out coming soon. And on top of that, us three guys will have a special mug uh, to drink special beverages out of in the next couple of weeks when it arrives. That's cool. All right, so we've talked about deaths. Was there, there's a second part to this death thing that you wanted to also ask, Connor? Should deaths be more permanent? Was yeah, the and this topic of discussion. So, do 50, you want to go first, Sam? Okay, yeah, 50, 50, 50. 50. Like, so I, I think, like, you know, a couple of years is fine for a death if you return them in a cool way. Uh, like, just the, the fact that they just rock up. Like, I did laugh in one book that I was reading where a character died, it was just a, like a C grade character. And then, legitimately, the next book I picked up from a completely different person, different story, just had that character walking around in the background. I was like, so did this happen just before he got killed or is he just there? Like, <laughs> what is happening? That happens um, a lot. Yeah. And I think actually, if you look at Suicide Squad, obviously, uh, Tom Taylor's run, they killed off Deadshot. Yeah. It was a fantastic death. That was a brilliant yeah. read. Really? Um, and then, legitimately, I picked up a. Uh, I was just, I picked up a book off the shelf at Gamma's. I can't even remember what it was. It might've even been Man Bat. And I thought, oh, I'll just have a quick scan to see what the art's like. And there, there he is, dead shots in it, like <laughs> hunting down Man Bat or whatever creature it was. And I'm like, this is, this is shit. He just died. Like, what the hell? Is there no one talking to each other in this company? So that annoys me when they do those kind of things where they'd kill off a, a character in such a brilliant way. And then instead of it being like a, at least a year, all of a sudden it's like next week, bam. Oh yeah, they're here. And there's no reason for them to be there. If there was like a legitimate, like they died and then a sorcerer's stone of some sort brought them back, then cool. But the fact that a lot of these uh, deaths and revivals are just like, Oh, surprise. Kite man's okay. He didn't actually fall off that building. (laughs) He just, he's just survived it. You'd never know how or why he got better. Yeah. He just got better at kites. (laughs) Yeah. He got better from death. He recovered. As we all do, we all occasionally get better from death, but yeah, just shake it off. It, yeah, it's just a bit ridiculous. Um, the, the way they go about it, so yeah, 50 50. I, I feel like a minimum of a year is, is a good way, unless you've deliberately written the death and the rebirth of the same character within this in the one story. Um, for, for me, and in defense of DC, even though DC doesn't need well, that I, defense, and Marvel as well, I'll, I'll, yeah. 
that that Mad Mad story might be out of continuity a bit. And there's also time shenanigans going on with DC after Infinite Frontier. But um, when is there not time shenanigans going on in DC? Yeah, when it when it pertains to death in comics, though, I feel like people get really hung up in the fact that um, bringing a character back is uh, shitty to the story and makes the death less impactful. But the, a lot of the time in these rebirth stories or these death and rebirth stories, like the story is actually very good. Like, mm. and that makes me forgive the rebirth a lot. As, and I like the, the meta contextual stuff. Like in Grant Morrison's GLA run, like superheroes die and come back to life so much that when uh, one of the Justice League members die, no one shows up to the funeral because they know that they're going to come out of the grave at one point. <laughs> That's good. I like that. Yeah, and Superman even asks why, and uh, that's the answer. Um, but like I, I talked about Ted Court earlier, and his death, to me, symbolized like DC and Marvel actually like during that era becoming more dour and dark because they're killing this really fun-loving character. But like his rebirth and him coming back was a return to lightheartedness. So I like what the death and return symbolize, and as long mm. as you can make a good story around it with with compelling themes and everything and good writing i i forgive it and that's just like one of the good things about comics you can do anything you want and as long as as that's a good story i'll, I'll be behind it you know i like i like yeah. wally west and uh when wally west died it was really sad but him coming back because it's an awesome story same with barry allen or hal jordan you know i i 100 agree uh with you both um i think that there are certain deaths that should stick um there is there are certainly deaths that i think haven't stuck that probably would have been better if they had stuck for a bit at least like, like a, a bit longer death. um if like if, if we're talking anyone like craven the hunter i think maybe him coming back because he didn't really do anything after he was brought back and then they basically just redid his death again with um uh, that recent amazing spider-man which was a good run him and his sons and capturing all the animal themed the villains and trying to hunt clone, them down clone versions of him really Can't yeah i i was okay with the uh, young clone version stuff the, the hunted the hunted story was so far spencer's best work i think that first lot of spencer's work after red goblin sucked because red goblin was such a brutal and dark and fun story to then dive into very light-hearted shit it just didn't work then hunted kicked in and that was good and especially the, I can't remember, it's one of the HU ones, so it's an extra book that mm. has um, the Gibbon, and that was super sad. That was a brilliant, brilliant book. Um, and then it goes into the, the Kindred stuff, which is uh, boring as shit. I, I'm still so far behind on Kindred, it's not funny. Uh, it's um, crap. I'll, who knows? I'll, I might be able to debate you on that. I might like it, because I tend to like things that you don't. Um, I actually like Squirrel Girl. Fuck me, Whoa. I guess. Um, You're out of the group. I've had a long time <laughs> in the group. You're out. You had a good uh, run. Um, I like Squirrel Girl too. It was, oh, fuck. I'm starting a new yeah. comic cast. Uh, it's going to be called More Thotty, and <laughs> I'm going to get upgrades. <laughs> All right, cool. Ashraf, you want to go play video games? Yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah, speaking of video games, make sure you check out Let's Play Games, Again. where these two play, play games Scribble and talk over yes. it. Yeah, yeah we, uh, we had, I had a lot of fun with that. Um, it was. I, w- I want to do more of that. Not not even necessarily necessary scribble notes, but more of it. I just got my PS5, so I won't be able to play the Miles Morales. I got game mine soon. too. We can do a a team up on the PS5. Sure, why not? Let's, look at, let's find a multiplayer game on the PS5. There aren't many, I imagine. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, as far as character death sticking, like yeah, I feel like Craven probably should have stuck. Um, but there are certain deaths where I'm like, eventually, yeah, you know, them coming back is is fine as long as the, as long as the uh, return is good and what happens with the character after that is good like when thor came back in the heroic age and they were doing all this ragnarok stuff that was like that's really cool like you know the you know ragnarok being a cycle and all the gods coming back that was cool and i also love how basically when he sees tony stark he's like you know i know about the clone thing right do it again i'll fuck you up yeah, <laughs> that was their first interaction was basically you do that shit again i'm gonna kill you um Connor. Can yes. I, sorry to interrupt, can I now introduce the last and final question? I was going to say one last thing. I figured out the character that I wanted to die and stay dead for a while. What's that? Deadpool. Deadpool. Um, I he think, doesn't die. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing. He had wanted death for so long uh, and he had got, he. Uh, so I just forgot his name um, and I love him as Floyd a writer. Wilson? He, no, oh, he was oh. he was the writer for uh, the Deadpool stuff throughout Scotty most of the No, the guy before it, um, Jim Duggan. 
No. No. Um, no, it's gone. Not, no Something idea. Duggan. Duggan was his last name. So Duggan had done this really brilliant sad clown story where Deadpool was like this, like it was finally getting happy and was like had a wife and found his child and he had the respect of his hero in the form of Captain America and he was friends with the Wolverine. old Captain America. <laughs> yeah, like he had a, he had a friends. Good read. It was a he good had book. Family and like he was so happy. And then the second half of his story was basically Duggan going, and now let's ruin everything. The Hydra thing happened. He got the, you know, his friends, he killed one of his friends. He dealt with all the shit. And he was so sad that he eventually wiped his own memory. So he didn't have to deal with all the shit that he had dealt with. I think he should have died. I think the end of that run should have been Deadpool finally having the sweet release of death. So he can end this cycle of misery that he's constantly dealing with. And then him be gone for a while because Deadpool is a character that I think has a, a, a half-life eventually it's just what you know if, if you over if you overdo Deadpool if you over if you over flood the market with Deadpool stuff it just starts getting a bit hard to deal with and, and we're past character. that point already All yeah right. we are so him yeah. being gone for a while I think would actually be great for him because when he comes back I'll be more than happy to bring it back you know like oh, it's been five years Jump into this final question. Are you ready for this? Yeah, sure. Why not? Are people who love the films and don't read the comics really fans? That's right. We all know that guy that's like can quote every line or everything out of every Christopher Nolan Batman movie, but has never, ever read a Batman book in their life. We all know that guy that has watched every Superman film and dresses up like him for conventions, but has never actually read the death of superman so i want to know i i put this question to you guys mainly because i want to know exactly what your thoughts are on the i guess the film fans to the comic fans and if they are a happy family or if it's quite frustrating when someone loves the films but refuses to be into the books are they real fans i think question you go first ashraf I think it's absolutely fine to be just a fan of the movies and consider yourself a fan of the character. I, I don't believe in gatekeeping people from liking stuff like that at all. And I think if they don't want to read the comics, I guess I can't force them to, you know? And yeah. at least <laughs> at least thanks to these to these films, more people know about them. It's like I don't think people would have known about the Avengers if they didn't make a film about them. Like that that's Marvel's C list character roster. Much less the Guardians of the Galaxy, they're just like D-list. And now they're on lunchboxes and on toys all across the world. I think that that's awesome. And if the films make people read comics, I think that's that's great as well. But um, what I don't like about the films and TV shows is that it spawned this sort of genre on YouTube where someone buys a comic and explains the entire comic run to you. And you don't even have to buy the comic at all. I feel like if I was a creator, I'd be very... I, I wouldn't know how I feel about someone doing something like that to my work where they, they just copy it or not copy it or just present it for free on YouTube. It's like I, I'd spent weeks yeah. and months of my life writing and drawing and then this guy just does it for free and a million people know the story without, you know, paying the... There's a good side and a bad side to that. The, the bad side is obviously, hey, you've just been, you just gave out the story. But like, there's also the side of, let's say it's been six months and that run's been out for six months and then someone does yeah. it. It's like, well, the, 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 the collected edition. The, the other side of it is like, you know, it may be that may be someone's gateway into going, I actually want to read this run. Like, it may, may, someone may have gone, I know the story and now I want to know what happens next. Because comics are hard to get into. Let's be real. They are hard to get into. They are a medium that is... I disagree. Comics are hard to get into for normal people because, like, it's a weird Uh, medium where it's, like, it's decently expensive, especially at the Some people look at, like, seven bucks for comics a lot. Yeah, but that you're talking about single issues and stuff. If you legitimately want to read a story or find out more, all you have to do is walk into any of the comic shops and go, hey, I really like wonder vision or i really like moon knight or batman or robin who whatever and whoever's sitting in that store should be able to give you a good recommendation they should be able to sit there and go all right so you really like batman check out hush this is a fantastic story it has all the villains that it are oh you really like spider-man here is hunted it's a great story very recent one so it's easier to get it's only 30 bucks and it's all of it so i feel that that it is quite easy to get into reading 
comic books. Yeah, maybe a bit harder if you want to go and do the full collecting thing. But if you if you want to read, it's not not hard at all. It just maybe where do you want to jump in? What stories do you want to yeah. read? Um, and honestly, like the other thing is with you know these this real fan conversation, I've I've gone on record saying I hate the concept of real fan as a, as a yeah, term. Right. it's yeah, like yeah. i actually went on the full like 10 paragraph rant on the transformers discussion board about how i'm sick of people arguing over who is a real fan and what constitutes as real transformers it's like motherfucker who cares like you like transformers do you like transformers because of the movies great like them i mean they're flawed as all fuck but if you like them like them i'm not going to tell you that you're wrong for doing it uh if you watch them if you've watched every mcu movie and tv show and you love these characters but you haven't picked up a comic that's fine because comics are a medium they're not necessarily a uh you know it's not the be all end all medium it's just a specific medium it's where these characters started yes but it's 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 a medium So that's that is just a specific way to engage with these characters and their stories. It's the the, the comics are the Bible, the original print, and then the uh, movies are basically and the New Testament. The New Testament, yeah, yeah. yeah. It comes um, down to what your shit is, man. Like, well, you see, know? Uh, the reason I brought this up was because, like, I 100 percent agree with both of what you said. Like, I think it's fine to just like the movies, or even like for me, I enjoyed. Uh, some of the movies and shows more so than uh, some of the books and stuff. So it, it is a difficult thing. The one thing I get really, I know, always get caught up on, and I'll always say that it will always shit me is when you have someone who has watched all the films and movies and stuff and then tries to tell you or tell literally anyone what they should be reading if they've not read anything themselves. Right. That's what, I, and I mean that through YouTube and just through through knowing people. Like, uh, I literally had a conversation the other day where uh, a young fella was told by someone who watches all the Marvel movies that they shouldn't be reading DC and they should be reading Marvel. But then that person's never read a comic book at all; they've just watched the films and are going by that. So that's when it bothers me when the people that are, I guess, watching one medium trying to deliberately. Dictate. Push, you yeah. dictate yeah that that doesn't work for me that's when i'll step in and go nah get fucked you, you can choose dc over marvel if you want to that's fine like read what makes you happy watch what makes you happy but at the end of the day if you do fall in love with the character a hundred percent will always suggest that you go back and check out the source material mm. yeah i i agree with you sam like recently like with wandavision coming out everyone's been talking about house of m but I feel like the people who are have never read House of M because Wonder Vision is nothing like it. No, no. And it's, yeah. it's not even like if you've obviously read Vision. Yeah. It's not even like it's got parts and elements of that as well, but not yeah. full I parts def- of that. definitely think it is. Um, it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. a full adaptation of that. It's just the a lot of the elements in Vision are in the show. That's all. But if yeah. you like Wonder Vision, yeah. if you yes. like Wonder Vision, I'd 100% suggest reading Vision, uh, House of M, and then also, actually, some of the uh, – I'm going to go way back here. Check out Marvel Chillers. Check out some of the early stuff before that where it's got things to do with the dark, the dark hold book and mm. stuff like that. Even read some of the more supernatural stuff from Marvel if you're enjoying the show. Yeah, I agree. Scarlet Witch and the Vision, the, the old run as well, like that, those old uh, Scarlet Witch Vision comics. The John uh, Byrne. Yeah, stuff. yeah, which is obviously also a big part of where this comes from. Um, now with the uh, spoiler alert, spoilers for the most recent uh, One Division episode. If you haven't fucking seen it, go watch it. Now with uh, White Vision, there's also worth yep. looking into that Avengers yeah. run. The West Coast stuff, yeah, yeah. Now that book skyrocketed. The price is insane, but you can get a West Coast collected edition. You can get the full epics, which means you get giant chunks. It's seventy dollars. I know that sounds scary. But that is a lot of comics in one book that you're getting mm. uh, for a price where if you were to try and buy them in singles, especially now, you're looking well over a couple of grand probably because of the sheer stupidity of the key collector society of everyone trying to jump on that book. Uh, check out the eBay's old listings for West Coast Avengers first appearance of Antivision and you will shit yourself. It is insane. He's also in the Vision comic. Like they, yeah. they touch him when he was in the West Coast Avengers and everything. I thought that was a there were some amazing scenes in that with him. I just really need to reread it. And I was actually looking on the shelf yesterday in Gamma's to see what one division stuff we had left. Cause it's been selling. Okay. Not like it's funny. See, once again, this is a thing that always blows my mind is so Iron Man came out. Everyone started buying Iron Man comics again. Uh, Avengers did really well. Everyone was buying Avengers comics, Dr. Strange. No one gave a fuck. Like no <laughs> one was ordering extra Dr. Strange books. Um, Black Panther. 
we didn't see an increase in people wanting that at all. I know one of the other shops that we had a conversation with, their client base were more interested in it um, being, I don't know how to say this the right way, but everyone was being extremely woke. The woke crowd were, okay. you know what I mean? They were all okay, trying old man. To, yeah, yeah okay. the woke crowd yeah. uh, were trying to, they all dived onto it really hard all through a particular group, I guess, of people all discussing very political things at the time. Uh, so they all jumped onto that, but not f- with us. With us, we found there was more more people care about those big staple Avengers, Iron Man. Thor got an increase when Ragnarok came out. Um, but yeah, Doctor Strange, Black Panther, uh, WandaVision, I haven't seen a giant step up in people wanting more content from those characters, which is bizarre. It, it is, in a way, uh, a bit bizarre, but I think it still comes down to the medium. Um, I still think it comes down to the fact that comics as a medium is this weird bastardization between, you know, like it's obviously it's got pictures and it's got words. It's like reading a book, but it's also not entirely. It's a smaller chunk than what you do if you get a book for the same price. But you'd assume because Avengers or Captain America's done well that, the next big hit, which is WandaVision, and that's been done really well for Disney Plus, that yeah. people yeah. would want more, like they'd want to seek out more, but that doesn't I, seem to be happening. I think the problem is that Marvel didn't get the synergy right. Like when WandaVision came out, Marvel should have had a really good creative team come out with a Wanda and Vision comic instead of re releasing old stories, you know? Well, I think they should have done both. They should have done the re-release and say you know a little tag on the bottom if you've watched the show you'll enjoy this book like, like they need to be transparent with it right like when they do re-releases like that they should, should specifically say you know like one division key reading like or something like that like you know like, what I mean? like they too. should just be transparent like say look we're re-releasing this because this show's coming out but this is what you should read Netflix, yeah, they, yeah. chuck their sticker on everything that Image does now that is going to be possibly a show or related to a show. They throw yeah. that Netflix Netflix logo all over it. Miller yeah. World. Yeah, all the Miller Netflix. Worlds. Like Jupiter Legacy, we've got that in store at Gammas. If people don't get onto that, I'll be shocked. Seriously, pick up that comic and give it a read and watch the show. I reckon it's going to be brilliant. It's the strangest thing. There are, Transform- there are Netflix exclusive Transformers toys in Kmart. And you go in there, it's like, you know, I'm buying a Transformers toy that just has the giant fucking Netflix logo on the packaging. It's so weird. That's <laughs> smart. It's very smart. Yeah, it's where smart. you're buying, yeah. you know, you're getting these key reads that are Disney related, like like Vision and um, and House of M should really both have a little logo right now saying, if you enjoyed WandaVision, check out these. Like, I don't get how that, I, I mean, I put them up in, in the store. I've got it set up so... Basically, you've got all your WandaVision books. Then right next to it is Falcon Winter Soldier. Uh, Moon Knight's about to get moved down into that section as well. And I'll print out a thing and I'll put up, if you're enjoying the shows, these are your must-reads. Um, and that that we did that for we did that when Avengers and all that Infinity War started and we had all the Infinity Gauntlet books and stuff. And I put up a, a, a thing like that so people could come into the store, see that sign and go, okay, cool. I like that show. I can get that book. What would your must-reads be when uh, Winter Sol- uh, Falcon the Winter Soldier comes out? What do you think your, uh, your The Sam Wilson Captain America run. Yeah, like, absolutely. I know th- yeah. there's, a new, uh, there's a new comic called Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but that's not as good as the... the Sam Wilson, yeah. Yeah, Sam Wilson Captain America stuff. Because Buck, uh, not Bucky. A Winter Soldier is still in it, but it's not Bucky. Check out all uh, the last Gamma cast because I did suggest a bunch of books too. In that one, mm. literally, that was I went through a bunch of Disney books that we had in store. So I even suggested some Moon Knight stuff and things that I just I went through, I basically went through this last Gamma Cast. Come on, guys, are you not listening? <laughs> it's more. It, I just thought it'd be more relevant now because if people are listening to discussion, how you know, just... dare you, Connor? <laughs> uh, uh, how do I weasel my way out of this? Yeah, uh, I didn't see gonna it. Look at you. Yeah, I didn't see it. I didn't get the notification. Um... Bastards. <laughs> um yeah uh they're real fans as far as i'm concerned they're not comic fans which is fine i forgot the topic they're they're fans of these characters which i think these characters have have gone on to become multi-medium characters at this point in time like they've yeah. been All right. for a very long time on um, that note we're getting pretty close to wrapping up so oh, we, we haven't even gone an hour yet we're very close to being an hour it's like five minutes at most so by the time we do a wrap-up chat it'll tie it over i so, suppose uh before we go though because just because i know you're trying to end it but I'm just yes because you case. always do this yes. what do you want connor Bloody actually hell. i'm pretty sure something 
Ashraf, was there something you wanted to talk about? Yes, but before oh, I talk no. about it, I just want to... I'm going to say something, and Connor's going to be angry at me for saying it. Good. It's March 2nd, I think, and we still haven't bought Saga. We you haven't. fuckers. No, we Honestly, I was half tempted to, to like not buy it just to see what Sam could come up with. Yeah, so Sam has to come up with the punishment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Punishment time. Hmm. Oh yeah, it's gonna get yeah. the views. Punishment videos get a lot of views, so why? All right, so you okay? So uh, this is the, the the question. Then I guess you guys have to decide: Do you want it to be physical pain or emotional? Oh my god! <laughs> I feel like legally it can't be physical pain. Oh, it can be. <laughs> it legally can be. Do you want to come? What up, it is? Want to come up with one for each, and then like next time you see us, yeah. like, like tell we'll us, choose. and then we have to choose. Okay, all right. Or maybe you can just pick it out of a hat, and we'll let fate decide. <laughs> All right, cool. no, nothing, maybe I'll just buy Saga. Nothing that leaves scars. <laughs> yeah. Nothing. Nothing that's gonna show my dick on camera. That's 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 for the OnlyFans. <laughs> I, okay. I can't eat spicy food because it's not a part of the diet. No, I won't give you guys that yeah. death sauce that I've I've got my hands on too. I was um, thinking about that. I thought that was a physical punishment. Yeah, no, no, that's a no, good no, idea though. No, that was too that far. is a good idea. That, I mean, that, that's not too far. I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that shit's illegal as far as the uh, the Geneva Convention is concerned. Nope. That was up. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, cool. I'll just I'll come up with some torture tactics for you guys. Um, and all right. That is, there was nothing else you wanted to bring up, Connor. This I is did. No, I no, did no, want no, to bring up. Uh, I wanted to bring up something. So Fortnite, Donald oh, Mustard, fuck. and DC yeah. announced a Batman and a Fortnite crossover comic, meaning that Fortnite has had a comic with Marvel and DC in the same universe. That's crazy. Fucking sloots. It is. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask for just a minute, maybe, of your time, guys. Because oh, I, I want to say something. Six hours later. <laughs> Fucking Fortnite. All right. I, I would sit here and tell you that Fortnite is upsettingly one of the most popular and successful games of all time. But that would be a lie. Not because it it's is. not popular or successful. Because it's not a fucking video game. It's what these shitty companies like to call live services. It's basically a way to use their free-to-play nature as a crutch to explain why you need to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars on skins and season passes for this fucking game that's barely worth 50 bucks. All right, I personally don't like Battle Royales. I think if you're going to play Battle Royales, just go play Deathmatch and Halo. It's basically the same thing, but you actually have a respawn. But outside of that, Fortnite is this fucking monstrosity that's only popular because it's not PUBG, and PUBG popularized this format of game and then started being shit because it was buggy as all fuck, horrible to look at, and introduced all their loot box bullshit. The reason Fortnite is successful is because it's not PUBG and children like it. It's oh a God. shitty game that is really bad, and its popularity now mostly comes from the fact it keeps doing crossovers. You want to play as Thanos? Well, we're not going to do it in an Avengers game. We're going to do it in fucking Fortnite. The literal reason Fortnite is a cash cow that abuses its like its actual customer base. It abuses children. Buy skins <laughs> or get teased on the schoolyard, children, is because of all of these crossovers. This comic with DC, the comics with Marvel, the fact that now Jazzwares, McFarlane Toys, and Hasbro are all doing Fortnite six-inch figure lines at the same fucking time is madness. And it's all for a franchise that is lacking in creative drive with character designs that are interesting, but with an art style that's boring as shit. It's the most bare-bones, basic, stylized art style you can get, all while literally feeding off of people's credit card accounts constantly. Hey, you know, like I said, kids, if you don't want to get teased at school, you've got to buy the new skins. Also get the season pass. It'll last you two months, and in two months' time, you'll have to spend another 30 bucks to get another season pass, which means a couple of hundred dollars a year just so you look cool. But you know what? Fucking DC will do a Fortnite comic now and Robin's going to floss in it. I bet you Robin will floss. Not because flossing, Robin flossing will be cute or interesting, but because, hey kids, Warner Brothers is shit at their job and we really need you to buy comics. So so please, please, please think we're cool. Please think we're on the level. Robin's going to floss. Read the comic, please. Because Warner Brothers doesn't know how to run its business and now DC is suffering. We need you to buy this comics, please. Might be the hey, best rant Connor has guys, ever done. <laughs> guys, he you, know who, you know who's going to buy Fortnite comics? It's not going to be children. It's going to be... It's going to be Auntie Maria. You know why? Because Auntie Maria is going to walk into a comic shop and it goes, oh... My my little nephew plays Fortnite. He's not a happy person anymore, but he really likes Fortnite. So I'm going to buy that for him because that's all it is. Fortnite's not a game. It's a live service. It's a all fucking right. product. Yes, that's all, all right. it is. All right. Connor. Counterpoint to Connor. Counterpoint to Connor. I agree with Connor. Really? <laughs> yeah, like 100%. I played the, I had the, 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 the beta. I actually had the first test run of all the, of, of Fortnite. 
and uh, me and a group of mates played it all together. And as we were built, like, you know, you build the fucking things and shoot, yeah. whatever. I got frustrated because at that time, the building and shooting thing, I don't know, it just didn't collab. Well. Well. No, it's, yeah. got, it's got a lot better now, admittedly. But at the same time, I just didn't like the layout, the style of the game, anything. Like, it just wasn't for me, especially because all I felt like they had done is they had gone and made Time Splitters, which is one of my favorite games of all time, yeah. and just completely fucking ruined it. Like, they'd just taken one of the best games ever made and just fucking turned it into utter shit. So, if you want to be a real gamer and play something fucking cool, get Time Splitters 2, find it on PlayStation. Yeah. Yep, get a multi-tap, get some friends over and have a proper fucking death match on that. That is way harder, especially when your friends are screen cheating and you want to punch <laughs> them in the face. <laughs> oh, remember screen cheating? Thing, things that Wait, modern, like young gamers ca- will never know. Counterpoint to both Connor and Sam. I have barely played Fortnite. I kind of followed it when they announced it in 2010 or 2009. And then when it finally came out and uh, they released that Save the World stuff, I played one match and I sucked at it, so I never played it again. I think Fortnite is pretty harmless in the scheme of things. Like, I know they prey on whales and people with their mom's it's, credit it's, cards it's and stuff. It's the worst that video games onus, have to offer. The onus isn't on the companies to do better. It's on the parents to stop oh, yeah, their kids sure. from doing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, but at the same time, like, they shouldn't it, be having Fortnite these... Is not- these predatory business tactics should not be available for children. Like, children should not it's be not able to be It's not available for children. It's rated T for teen. It's not a kid's game. They you, you know. Have... They know what they're doing, Ashraf. They know that I know, a huge I know, portion of the audience I know, is children. I know, I know that. I know that they know that they're a huge portion of the audience is children. But officially, it's rated T for teen. And it should be on the parents to stop kids from doing that. I think, yeah, if, if parents just paid more attention to their children, then we wouldn't be in the situation where children are giving billions of dollars to this company. But in the grand scheme of things, if Fortnite is fine, if you like it, then play it, whatever. And uh, the, the, the comic seems interesting to me because they finally implemented something that I've been asking for so long. When you buy one of these comics, they actually give you a code and you redeem it in the game and you get items. It was like, I felt like if you did that for the Marvel crossover comic, it would sell like, host- like hotcakes. Like Donny Kate's Thor run would sell... We Way did more. talk about this. We, yeah, me and yeah. you actually just had a, I think it was just a conversation in store saying, yeah. I, I couldn't, because I fucking don't like the game, but I was like, why the fuck are they releasing a comic that gives you nothing to the game? Like, it's just comic, and then it's got, oh, by the way, Fortnite shit's in it. Who cares? No, And anyone that reads any of those collections and runs normally saw that and just was like, we don't fucking want a bar of that. That's No, one, no one cares about the Fortnite story. No one. No. Because Fortnite yeah. story, yeah, no. even so, but adding has that story content, mode. I do agree. Adding to that content thing where you get the comic, you get a story, and out of that story, you get a code that gives you some extra content for the game. Yeah, I can kind of see that being a lot better. That kind of that reminds would, me of um, how you used to get stuff with PlayStation games and demos back in the day. You get a cool comic or something with it, which had like a downloadable content mm. thing for the PS2 or a skin for World of Warcraft or some shit. So I agree with that would have been way better. Yeah, it, that. And it's cool that DC are doing that. And that's kind of cool. But at the same time, if it's got a Fortnite logo on it, I pretty much won't buy it. But See, his, his comics right now needs as many people reading it. It does. As possible. Like, I don't think it's going to attract new readers as much. Maybe it will get people buying the comics for the codes, but it may they may not even read the comics. Like it may be a one-time thing. The thing that, that is, one time is like, purchase is what they're after now. With, with, like you got to think about that. You have to purchase it six times because yeah. each six issue has a different code. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Well, we're going well, to we're gonna have with, to cut this off. I, I just, the thing with, with the Fortnite thing and why I think it is actually bad is because it's just going to start, it's just going to keep encouraging this kind of shitty behavior with things like Avengers. I spent $120 on the deluxe edition thinking I was going to get, Same. you know, all these things and all these amazing things. I'll need to upload, I'll need to finish downloading the game after two hours of waiting and then see that there's a store. And if I want to play Joe Fixer, I need to drop another 20 bucks. Fuck yeah. that. Yeah. Like, I spent 120 on this fucking game and I can't play one of the most iconic alternate Hulk costumes right. without spending more money. Fuck you. All right. Yeah. We'll come back to video game content later. We might do another whole video on that, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, next week, we are hoping to have a guest. I won't say who, just uh, hoping. hoping. I have an idea for something cool. <laughs> uh, Ashraf is doing a very sexy floss for our uh, listeners that aren't That's watching not even. YouTube. It's not even a floss. That's just a, an awkward dad doing something. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> you just it's, 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 the awkward it's, it's, dad of the group. Drug uh, dad. We've got stickers. 
coming so we can hand them out to people at uh, Comic and Toy Fair when that happens. And also, I literally just finished paying for them. That's why you probably saw me ducking around if you were watching and stuff fucking about. Um, we've all got a mug each, which will say very wonderful things about us on it. And we also have some cards that are coming that show everywhere you can find us. So I'll be handing them out if you want one. Uh, hit us up. Also, please comment what you think about all the shit we've talked about. Please comment, talk, like, subscribe. Do all that shit. You know, fuck it. Just hit the like, hit the notification thing, all that crap so we can get more people. We got blocked on a lot of stuff of our last video because we ran some trailers. So Whose idea was that? Slowed down some views. Um, views are building up on it now, but and not as our normal amount because of what we we were dumbasses you, put up trailers. Uh, when you guys were like bring up the trailer, I'm like I'll, I'll do it, but like I, I don't know how this is gonna go. Oh well, um, we know now. We know I was, now. We I was scared of a copyright now. strike, which we didn't get. Um, no, thankfully. we just got because we're not getting any money from doing this. It doesn't matter <laughs> anyway. Uh, but it's just it makes it less likely to get view shared and all that shit. So to help us get view shared, we need you, the Thought Army, to. Uh, you know, fucking like, subscribe, share, all that shit. If you could share this, even if it's to, to one person, tell them to start from episode two or maybe from this episode. Who gives a fuck? Pick any episode. Uh, come in and see me at Gamma Ray's Comics. Go and check out Ashraf, do some bodybuilding somehow. I don't know. Just stalk him on Instagram. That's the best way to find it. And we'll, if you want we'll to see put, Connor... We'll put the gym we'll he goes to in the, in the description. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll autograph. He yeah, autographed autograph. nude photos of other people. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you want to talk to Connor, you can find him on Discord. That'll also be in the thing below. He's Absolutely. more likely to talk on Discord than me because I'm useless at it. So on that note, thank you for all this shit. We will catch you next week. Uh, yeah, fuck off. All right, see ya. Good luck.